It's Monday, June 10th. Welcome to Skim This. We're breaking down the most complex stories of the day and giving you the context on why they matter. Today, we're diving into the Dems' efforts to look into the Mueller report. Yeah, that again. We'll connect the dots between all the hearings and votes coming this week and why people are calling it a mock impeachment inquiry. Then, there's a lot of buzz around California's new budget and how lawmakers want to handle health care. We'll give you the details. And finally, how history was made at this year's Tony Awards. We're here to make your Monday smarter. Let's skim this. The most complicated story today is about the Mueller report and the Democrats' plan to keep it in the news all week long. Special Counsel Robert Mueller's report on Russian interference in the 2016 elections and potential obstruction of justice by President Trump has been the House Democrats' summer reading pick, and it's time for book club. Dems are holding a series of hearings and votes in Congress related to it. Basically, it's Mueller week in Congress, but it will be happening sans Mueller. Remember a couple of weeks ago, we finally heard from Mueller? After two years, he basically reiterated these points from the report. That the Russians tried to influence the 2016 elections. That there was insufficient evidence that Russia had help from the president or the Trump campaign that there were at least 10 instances of possible obstruction of justice by the president in the course of the Russia probe. But Mueller said no, he didn't feel he could bring charges. But he also said that if he had had confidence that the president had not committed a crime, he would have said so. And then Mueller said he's done talking. Any testimony from this office would not go beyond our report. It contains our findings and analysis and the reasons for the decisions we made. We chose those words carefully, and the work speaks for itself. And the report is my testimony. But there will be a lot of other people speaking this week, starting with a hearing in the House Judiciary Committee. And the top Republican on that committee, Doug Collins, is calling it a, quote, mock impeachment inquiry. So why is that? What's actually happening this week, and what is the Democrats' plan here? So first of all, Dems had their hopes up for a week like this. They hoped Mueller would testify. They'd also hoped that former White House top lawyer Don McGahn, one of Mueller's top sources, would show. And they hoped Attorney General Bill Barr would send them the entire unredacted Mueller report, as well as all the underlying evidence. Dems couldn't get any of those guys on board. But they did get an RSVP from another famous lawyer, from way back, John Dean. He was the White House counsel for President Richard Nixon. I began by telling the president that there was a cancer growing on the presidency, and if the cancer was not removed, the president himself would be killed by it. I also told him that it was important that this cancer be removed immediately because it was growing more deadly every day. That was Dean back in 1973, when he testified before Congress that Nixon knew about the Watergate cover-up that ultimately led to his resignation. Basically, Dean was a high-ranking White House official who blew the whistle. Dean's still around. He's actually a CNN contributor now. But today, he was called to testify about alleged similarities between the Watergate investigations and the investigations today. I've laid out in my prepared statement six uh, examples. Those examples are illustrative rather than exhaustive. Dean says that includes evidence that, like Nixon, President Trump tried to stop the investigation, 
But Dean says while he was initially involved in the Watergate cover-up, Don McGahn tried to prevent obstruction of justice by refusing to ask Acting Attorney General Rod Rosenstein to fire Mueller, which is why Congress wants to hear from McGahn himself. So that hearing took place today, but that's just the kickoff. Tomorrow, the House is scheduled to vote on whether the Judiciary Committee can go to court to enforce subpoenas against President Trump's former White House counsel, Don McGahn, for not showing up to testify, and against A.G. Bill Barr for the full unredacted Mueller report and all the underlying evidence. There's been some movement on that. Earlier today, the chairman of the House Judiciary Committee announced that the Justice Department has finally agreed to hand over, quote, key evidence used to write the report, and that the DOJ will start to share that info with the committee today. But the House vote is still happening tomorrow in case the committee still doesn't get what it wants. Then on Wednesday, the House Intelligence Committee is holding a hearing about the first part of Mueller's report, Russian interference in the 2016 election. The chair of that committee, Congressman Adam Schiff, says the hearing is about counterintelligence concerns raised in the Mueller report. He's bringing in former FBI officials to talk about national security. But just so you know, these hearings and votes this week are not about impeaching the president. Dems haven't pulled the trigger on that one. Not yet. As of now, 59 Democrats in the House, a quarter of the caucus, and one Republican, Justin Amash of Michigan, say they want to start the impeachment process. But House Speaker Nancy Pelosi is holding back. She wants to air out some of the Mueller report before that happens, to see if the public is on board, or thinks they're going after Trump too hard. They don't want it to backfire ahead of the 2020 elections. This week is about testing the waters. Think of it kind of like pre-maybe impeachment hearings. Or, yeah, as Republican Congressman Doug Collins called them, a mock impeachment inquiry. He's concerned about Democrats taking things too far and using unparliamentary language, like calling the president names, in these hearings. In a letter, he said it was out of order for members of Congress to accuse the president of a crime outside of impeachment proceedings. So what's the skim? Democrats are fighting the president on multiple fronts. They're already trying to take him to court over access to his financial records. And they're also trying to figure out how and whether they can pick up where Robert Mueller left off in terms of the Russia probe and potential obstruction of justice. And even though Democrats' dream guest, Robert Mueller, hasn't come yet, Democrats could still decide to subpoena him, too. Would he refuse to show up like Don McGahn? If so, prepare for some summer drama. Coming up, lawmakers in California are going 2017 retro on healthcare with a new twist. That story's next. As Skim This listeners, we know you love podcasts. We've got another one we think you'll enjoy. TED Talks Daily brings you new ideas every weekday. There's something for everyone, so make a little time in your day to change your perspective and think bigger. Recent talks include America Ferreira on why her identity is her superpower, Hannah Gadsby on how she broke comedy, Katie Hood on how to spot an unhealthy relationship, and Brittany Packnett on the secret to building confidence, and a lot more. Subscribe to TED Talks Daily on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Lawmakers in California came together on a new plan for the state budget yesterday. The big thing everyone's talking about? An update to the state's healthcare system. Governor Gavin Newsom talked about it earlier this year at his inauguration. Far away judges and politicians may turn back our progress, but we will never waver in our pursuit of guaranteed health care for all Californians. 
Today, we're going to tell you how he wants to make that happen. First, if it's passed, the new budget deal would make California the first state to give some undocumented immigrants state health care coverage. Low-income undocumented immigrants who are 19 to 25 years old would be eligible for Medi-Cal. That's the state's Medicaid program. It could impact as many as 90,000 people. Immigration advocates are calling the budget deal bittersweet. They're happy that health care is being offered to young adult immigrants, but bummed that it doesn't include everyone. There had been a proposal to offer health care to everyone over the age of 18, but that would have cost $3.4 billion. This one's going to cost the state $98 million a year. So how are they going to pay for that? California's bringing back the individual mandate. You might remember the individual mandate from the Affordable Care Act. It was the part of the law that said you have to get health insurance or pay a tax. The idea is that you need everyone to pay for health insurance, including healthy people, so that there's enough money in the system to pay for the treatment for sick people. Republicans took the individual mandate out of the ACA in 2017, back when they overhauled the tax system. They didn't think people should have to buy insurance if they didn't want to. So California is saying, let's party like it's 2017 and bring back the tax for people who don't get insurance. Lawmakers say that tax will help the state's health insurance marketplace and keep premiums from rising. It'll also help low- and middle-income people pay for their health insurance through subsidies. But not everyone's on board with this big change. Some Republican state lawmakers are saying it's not fair to tax people who are in the U.S. legally to pay for those who are in the country illegally. California lawmakers have until June 15th to vote on this budget deal. But since most of the legislature are Democrats, it's expected to pass. If that happens, the budget will take effect in July, and the health care expansion will take effect next January. The Tony Awards aired last night on CBS, and this year's show marked an important moment in history. Hadestown won eight awards, including Best Musical. The Ferryman won Best Play. But we want to talk about actress Allie Stroker and her wheels. Stroker lost the use of her legs in a car accident when she was just two years old. But that didn't keep her from her Broadway dreams. She stars as Ado Annie in the revival of Oklahoma, which opened back in April. And last night, she won the Tony for Best Featured Actress and became the first person who uses a wheelchair to take home the theater world's top honor. This award is for every kid who is watching tonight who has a disability, who has a limitation or a challenge, who has been waiting to see themselves represented in this arena. You are... Before we go today, we've got a fun fact coming to you from your coffee fix on the road. More people are ditching plastics, straws, disposable cups, but schlepping a travel mug with you can be hard to do when you fly. So today, Starbucks launched a trial for reusable cups at London's Gatwick Airport. Here's how it works. Customers get the reusable cups for free, and then they drop off the cup at a designated point before getting on their flight. If they still want that disposable coffee cup, they have to pay five pence or six cents for it. 
Starbucks says that if just 250 customers a day go the reusable route, it'll save over 7,000 disposable cups in a month. So it's a double fix, caffeine and the environment. And that's all for Skim This. Thanks for listening and be sure to hit subscribe. We'd also love for you to rate and review us wherever you get your podcasts. For more Skim, sign up for our free morning newsletter, The Daily Skim, right on our website at theskim.com. It's everything you need to know to start your day right in your inbox. 